Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. morning happy tuesday this is early break no sips uh no jake Sorensen, i should say no steve sipple either nick sander with you joined by jake bakoven this morning good morning buck oh good morning how are you doing not too bad we got some exciting news that we as of about 20 minutes ago the huskers have arrived in dublin and so the Huskers are there, they're in Dublin, and they are ready to get going. Like, Buck, I'm going to be honest with you, we're going to dissect this the entire show, obviously. It's going to be a, a heavy Northwestern look, kind of thoughts on the game, concerns, I suppose. want to hear from you guys all show long. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you guys, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Once again, want to hear from you guys the entire show today. It'll be a full show ahead. Um, once again, the Huskers have arrived in Dublin. So they had a little bit of flight trouble last night. They were supposed to leave Omaha at 8 p.m. sharp. Um, and, and Scott Frost kind of talked to us about that earlier this week and said that, I guess on Sunday he was telling us that they're going to take off at 8, and then about an hour after takeoff, they're going to completely black out the plane, force the guys to fall asleep, because um, they, they've been talking to a lot of guys about, like experts, I should say, about the best ways to acclimate your body to Dublin time or to a new time zone the quickest. And so they were kind of walking us through their itinerary. And during the break, I'll try to find the, the audio quote um, so I can play it for you guys, but... He said something along the lines of an hour after the takeoff, they're going to black out the plane, force the guys to fall asleep, and then wake up, obviously, in Dublin, go work out, and then dinner, and then they're going to obviously go back back to sleep, even if they're not going to be tired, right? Because their their sleep schedule is going to be completely off, force the guys to fall asleep again as well um, after some downtime, and then, bam, right, as, as Wednesday morning comes around, they're on Dublin time, and they're ready to go. So... Um, feels like that's probably the best they feel, I should say, the staff, this this program. Feels like that's going to be the easiest and, and best uh, option to uh, adjust or acclimate their bodies and their, their sleeping schedules to Dublin time is, is with that kind of uh, schedule. We're supposed to hear from Scott Frost tomorrow, so we'll hear from uh, the, the head coach. I guess I should actually look at the itinerary before I say that. Um, sounds, yeah, so we'll hear from... 
excuse me, coordinators and some of the players tomorrow after practice in Dublin. So there will be stories coming out of Dublin. Um, but once again, 402-464-5685. They had a little bit of trouble flying out of Omaha. Supposed to take off at 8 p.m. last night. They were going to get there at 10.07 a.m. Dublin time. Ended up Their flight ended up being delayed about an hour and 10 minutes, Bach. So they didn't get out of Omaha until about 9, 10 p.m., and they just landed at um, about 5.15, a little before 5.15 a.m. Central time here, which is about 11 a.m. Uh, Dublin time. So Huskers are there, and, and now it's like, now it's lock-in time. Like, Buck, I, I'm curious how Husker fans feel like they're going to juggle this because we always talk about Nebraska showing up in big games and how bad they need to show up in big games. And when you go over to overseas, across the pond, if you will, and, and to Ireland – there's a part of you, I don't know, as a Husker fan, that because of the recent results, you're a little reserved and concerned about how this team shows up or how this team prepares. But I don't know, I don't know how that, where where we're at with that that level of concern going into this game. I mean, I think I think it's there. I think the week zero loss last year is going to continue to kind of haunt you until you until you redeem it. And I think this is where you redeem it. Uh, yeah. I think you know it, it, it's kind of cool. This is it's definitely got a bowl game feel to it, and and maybe even more so. Like it's point. it's completely different. It's not like you're going to Shreveport or something. You're over there yeah. in in Ireland, so it's it's almost like you made a good a really good bowl. And it, it, it's kind of odd because you're having two, three, nine teams match up for conference play uh, in a different country. Country. Um, so it, it's just it's 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 hard to even compare it to something. But to me, it does have a bowl game feel to it. And I think that that's kind of nice. And, and it's it's, and also, it's it's strange because you start the year with a bowl game after it having not made a bowl game for five years. You know, have, have you earned it or all this? I mean, you can you can kind of debate all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I think this has a chance to kind of jumpstart the program. You know, it, it's a kind of a, a silly thought. But, you know, if this is the year that they take off. You're going to look back at this and say, hey, maybe it started with a little bit of Irish luck. Well, and, and here's the thing. This game is, is a super cool opportunity, and, and I found the quote from Scott Frost saying, kind of describing what the first 24 hours will be like for them over in, in Dublin. So we'll play that here in a moment. But w- once again, like, this game has been in the works for three years. You, you, this game was supposed to take place multiple years ago, and because of obviously circumstances and, and things happening out of your control – here we are in 2022 and possibly one of the more pressure packed seasons that Nebraska's program has had in the last, you know, 10, 15 years, I suppose. Um, it, I mean, maybe some of those Bo Pelini years or even the Callahan years were a little more pressure filled, but um, now, now you're sitting here going, well, now you got to throw in this, this Ireland trip with it. And don't forget Bach, Scott Frost at some point this season still has to serve a five day suspension <laughs> That's right. for, for the, uh, for the the NCAA violation, can you do that in the bye week? So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm guessing so. so. Yeah, I mean, so you're probably going to do it in the bye week, which Nebraska's first bye week is September 24th. So uh, maybe maybe we hear something about that. Maybe we don't, and, and it just kind of gets swept under the rug, which I think will probably be fine. Once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Hamid Text Line, Jake Sorensen and Steve Sipple are both across the pond. So Nick Sandert and Jake Bachoven. Uh, hanging out with you guys today, and we'll be here the rest of the week as well. So I want to hear your thoughts, how we're feeling on the game, are we juiced up, all that good stuff. Here's Scott Frost on what their first 24 hours in Ireland will be like. We've had more conversations than I can remember about this and the right way to do it. And I don't think there's, if you've traveled to Europe, I don't think there's a perfect way to do it. You're not going to feel perfect when you get over there. Um, 
some of the conversations with NFL teams that have gone over and played in London have been important. Our NAPL lab here <clears throat> and the expertise there has been really valuable for us too, so I want to give them a, a shout out. Um, you know, flying overnight, I think the priority is making sure guys try to get to sleep on the plane. So we're going we're gonna to black it out about an hour after takeoff and try to get as much as we can. And then uh, land and see how long everything takes. But we're taking them through customs and going straight to the stadium to get a little workout and try to knock some rust off. Uh, then headed to the hotel, uh, give them a little downtime. Then we have dinner and a little cultural thing. And we're going to try to get them back to sleep. And the goal is to try to make sure if they, when they wake up on Wednesday, they've had a really good night's sleep on Tuesday night and they're, they're ready to kind of pick up where we left off here. So there you go. So sounds like um, right now the Huskers, as they're making their way through the Dublin airport, you can kind of follow along on Twitter and things like that, making their way through the Dublin airport. And uh, like Scott Frost said, they'll go right to Aviva Stadium. I believe it's Aviva. Mm-hmm. Um, go right to Aviva Stadium, get a quick workout in, and and get the guys a little tired, and and just kind of knock some rust off, as Scott Frost put it, and then uh, get to the hotel, spend some downtime, hang out with the guys, and then dinner, and and then he's as Scott Frost put it, a cultural thing, <laughs> uh, which which is funny uh, because I always wonder, you know, like if you're if you're a coach in this situation, and you're going over to Ireland. I wonder if there's a part of you that just wants to play the football game. Like, I, I, I wonder if there's a part of you where it's, yeah, it's cool that we're in Ireland and everything, but let's just play the football game. That's what we're here to do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think you'd, you'd want to take advantage and, and get some team bonding. And I mean, I, th- I think it's a cool um, opportunity, obviously, that most people aren't starting with. I'm really interested in kind of next week, right? I mean, I know that the, 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 Ooh, the opponent steps down quite a bit, but coming off of, of this, all this travel, you know, for a lot of these guys, first time out of the country, um, you know, obviously first time in Europe for most of them. It, it's it's just, it, it's, a, it's a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a life experience. Yeah. And then you just kind of come back to Lincoln and, and have to, you know, um, get back to the normal schedule and, and you're in season. And it, it's it's strange. I mean, it's going to be strange for all of us. I I mean, I I guess suppose we we did it last year, but um, I I still kind of find it odd for Nebraska to kind of open up the season. I'm used to like watching some Week Zero games, and then saying you know college football is here, Nebraska football is next week. This is awesome. Yeah. When Nebraska starting, it's just kind of like it's a shock to the system. It's like college football is here. I mean, Nebraska well, football is here. I haven't even watched any college football to warm me up. It's the only. I mean, it's the it is the top game this weekend. Oh yeah. And here's the thing. Like I said this yesterday, Bach, and I guess we can kind of dive into this subject as well. One of the parallels. Between we're always talking about how things are different this season, going into this season, right? Um, we always talk about how new coaches, new personnel, things are a lot of things are different, and that's absolutely accurate. And, and I think there's a lot of excitement because of that. One of the biggest parallels, as I was watching the Illinois game yesterday or two days ago now, is that for the second year in a row, on the opening day of college football, all eyes across the country, and now right now the world. This year, with you, with you being in Ireland, every eyeball is going to be on you. And that's one of the parallels. And last year, when Nebraska played Illinois, they kind of pee down their leg. Yeah. And so when, when that happens, and, and that's not, I mean, I'm not sugarcoating it, and that's being just realistic. They, they pee down their leg. They kind of eliminated themselves from the Big Ten West race You're imme- absolutely immediately. Right. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. So when you're sitting here and thinking, all right, what are some of the parallels between um, 2021 Week 0 and 2022 Week 0, then you're sitting here going, maybe there's a couple more than we thought so, thought before um, as, as Bach goes goes and grabs a phone call. Once again, you guys can, can re- get in touch with the show, 402-464-5685. Gus is out today as well. So Bach and I are just kind of hanging out in the studio by ourselves. Um, but once again, some of the parallels, uh, just that all the eyes are going to be on you. So what kind of product are you going to show um, when it when it comes game time this Saturday in Dublin? And so uh, it's, it's truly going to be interesting. It's almost one of those things where uh, how does Nebraska respond? But once again, if you're just now joining us, Nebraska has officially arrived in Dublin. Um, and I, I think the guys are juiced up. Like talking to some of the players over the weekend at press conferences, guys are juiced up. Guys are ready to go, um, and, and they're going to be able to enjoy this trip. But when it's time to lock in, they need to be able to lock in because there's a lot, obviously, for you guys know this, a lot of pressure riding on this season and for, for everybody, for coaches, for, for um, staff members, for, for players as well, especially a guy like Casey Thompson who had, comes here, has something to prove, and uh, is, is looking for you know, some, some help in maybe raising his NBA draft stock, who know, or excuse me, NFL draft stock, not NBA draft stock. Once again, 402-464-5685. Let's go to the Honda Lincoln Hotline where we're joined by with Bob. Bob, happy uh, Tuesday. What's on your mind, man? Hey, hi, guys. Uh, you know, it's only 12.15 in the afternoon there, so yep. uh, you know, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, you know, Casey is talking about, you know, having a little chip on his shoulder, you know, about, you know, the way things uh, uh, went off in, in Texas. And, you know, and uh, you've got a few of these players that came in that, maybe got a chip on the shoulder a little bit, which is good. Um, players are talking about, you know, maybe being a little too tight last year. They want to be loose, but they also mm-hmm. want to, you know, there's a fine line about that and business type, you know, when it's time to practice, when it's time to, you know, uh, yeah. to focus, to focus on in. you got new coaches. I think they're going to be fine. I just, you know, I'm anxious for the game. Uh, you know, I just want to see Nebraska come out and not only hit them, but just keep on hitting them, you know, and just, just not let up all game long. And, you know, when they get back, you know, um, I think they'll be they'll be fine this year. They're gonna they're gonna be fine. I'm not worried about them. Um, like I said, you know, I'm not changing my I'm not changing my expectations on them. Yeah. Um, I'm just getting ready to go. I'm just, I'm just anxious for the game and and uh, get this uh, get this season in the way. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate the call. And I think, I mean, like I've said it before multiple times on the air, Bach. Um, I, I have a quiet, there's a, there's a quiet confidence surrounding this program. Whether you're talking about coaches or whether you're talking about players, there just seems to be a quiet confidence surrounding this program, which is something that you, it hasn't necessarily been a quiet confidence. They've been confident in years past, but it hasn't necessarily been quiet. And, and I always say this, I mean, Actions, especially in this situation right now when you're 15 and 29, actions speak a lot louder and carry a lot more weight than words do. And they're not saying a whole lot. We're not hearing over and over about how great practices were or how great this this specific position room is doing. We're not hearing about that. It's more of this is how we're operating. A lot of about accountability, especially if you talk to the offense. They've had some some situations and some days where they've really struggled. But they've been at the front of that. They've been saying, we, we had a bad day today. 
The defense kicked our butts. Mickey Joseph coming out and literally calling out guys multiple times saying, I don't have a top six yet. Mickey Joseph, who's the most consistent? Me. Mickey, like Mickey Joseph, it just seems like there's there's guys in, the, in positions that are just no BS guys. And, and for the first time in, I guess, under Scott Frost, I guess that's the way we need to look at it. For the first time under Scott Frost, I think you have that across the board. And so I feel like there's that there's a big reason to be excited about and not worried. I think not concerned too much about being able to lock in. Scott Frost kind of talked a little bit about that on Sunday. You got to enjoy the trip, but lock in. Vince from Napa, we'll get to you here in a moment. So sit tight. Um, once again, want to hear from you guys. 402-464-5685. Um, here's Scott Frost on Sunday. No, I, you know, we've talked to a lot of people. I, I don't know if I can point to one thing, but we need to be able to, in general, lock in when we need to lock in. Um, I think it's a mistake to go over there and have the guys on mind on football 24-7. That's when you do get tight. So we're going to try to enjoy uh, the people, the country, and when it's time to focus on what we need to focus on, I want the guys to be sharp and focused. Uh, I've met a lot of Irish people in my life, and they're awesome to be around. Uh, I haven't met all of them, obviously. There's a lot. But uh, the ones I've met have, have been funny and friendly. And, uh, you know, I said on the radio, I, I think the, the people of Nebraska, and the, from what I know, the people of Ireland, I think that's a, it's going to be a fun mix. And I'm excited for the fans going over there as well. Okay, one more time. <laughs> I've met a lot of Irish people in my life, and they're – Awesome to be around. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> I, I still like. I haven't met all of them. <laughs> I haven't like, met I all of them. Speak for everybody. He's like, I've met a lot of them, but I, I not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go back to the phone lines. 402-464-5685, The Honda Lincoln Hotline. Vince from Napa, California. Vince, good morning. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, fellas. How are you? Fantastic. We're four days out, Vince. Yes, indeed. The time the time keeps getting closer, and uh, you know, as the and as the time keeps getting closer, I mean, you know, just a couple of things, uh, you know, just a couple of things that I want, you know, that I want to bring up, and and I agree with something that you said, Bach, is that you know, hopefully by you know that the fact that this game is you know across the pond, I mean, it, you know, it kind of does have you know a sort of pseudo bull feel, you know, bull feeling to it, and hopefully that is something that kickstarts you know that kickstarts this team, you know, and um, but you know another, uh, you know, but another thing, and also too, I mean, you know, I mean, now that they're there, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, let's don't kid ourselves. I mean, you know, we're going there to win a football game, but I, but I also think as well that, um, you know, you also want to give them time to enjoy it initially, and then, yeah, and I think you know, and then when it's time to lock in, you lock in, you know, and, um, but I, <clears throat> and I've kind of, and I've said this before with Jake and Chip, uh, I think. Even though you know we all know it's at stake as far as you know you know needing to produce this season, but um, but what I mean, but but I think it's about understanding the difference between being tense and intense, um, because and this is kind of where I hope where I hope the transfers come in, 
is because, you know, and I've said this throughout the offseason, I think now there's probably, you know, the time couldn't be better to have, you know, um, a lot of transfers in because they weren't here. They weren't here for the prior years of losing. So that way, so I'm hoping they come, they, they play with a little bit of a looseness, you know, that hopefully, you know, that hopefully guys see it's like, okay, guys, you know, this is a big game. This is a big moment, but you know what we got, but you know what we got this, but, um, but I'll tell you what I want to see most of all, not just this week, but throughout the season. All right. And the high fastball's coming, guys. Here we go. Here, I, I what I, I mean because what what's driven me nuts in past years is when I hear Coach Frost say, "Oh, we need a break. We need a break. We need a break." Mm-hmm. Because when you when you have that approach, it, it just comes off like, "Okay, you know, we're just waiting for the other team to make a mistake. We, we need we need that to happen to get our momentum." You know what I say, fellas? The hell with that. You create your momentum. Oh <laughs> there yep. you go. And you know what that also means? You either feel pressure or you apply pressure. It's oh, yeah. time to start applying pressure for 60 minutes. There we go. Thank you, Vince. Guy. Love to always, hear it. always can rely on Vince. <laughs> once, uh, once again, 402-464-5685. Um, he, he, he called in yesterday and said, open up a can of kick-ass. There you go. And I said, this is this is exactly what I need for my He's Monday. ready for game week. Here's another thing that, I mean, like kind of interesting is he made a good point, and we'll get to a text here in a second. He made a really good point about transfers coming in. They haven't been around for the losing. Um, and it's always interesting when you when you insert new transfers into a program, how they're going to mesh and gel. And, and we've heard, obviously, good things. They're not going to tell us if it's, if it's going poorly, obviously. But they seem to be excited and, and pleased with how the new guys have meshed with the old guys. You know, the Casey Thompsons have meshed with the, the offensive units and O'Shawn with the defensive units and things like that. Obviously, those are the two big names. Obviously, Tommy Hill is going to be playing, uh, seems like, sounds like, I should say, going to be playing a big role in that secondary, and, and he's a new guy from Arizona State. So when, when you add these guys that have chips on their shoulder because most of the time when they're transferring in, things did not go well at their previous stop, they have something to prove. And they haven't been around for the losing. They haven't been around for the 15 and 29. So maybe that's a thing on, on like Casey Thompson specifically, where once again it's just a fresh start. Yeah, I mean, and you could tell. I, I mean, it was it was so obvious by the end of last year when you watched the Iowa pump block. Is this here we go again feeling on the sideline where it all unravels and Nebraska knows they can't win in the crunch. Yeah, um, that seemed to be an identity of last year's team. They they need to wipe that. And uh, you know, with all these new coaches, all these new players, you feel like that's uh, you know e- is going to be easier done. Um, but there's still a majority of guys that were here on this team last year, so it, it is going to have to be something. They they've just got to go out there and, and get a win when it's a close game yeah. uh, against a meaningful opponent. And you know, there's nothing that can replicate doing that. They they've got to get it done, and they they just can't get into this um, this cycle that they got into last year of fearing their own like fearing of, of tripping over their own feet because eventually they would as well. Um, so. It's it, it it you know like Vince was saying they got to create their own look got to get more turnovers only thirteen total last year three fumble recoveries throughout the year that's that's not very much um, obviously as the defense still was as a good unit but you just need to get some some more of those obviously limit the the turnovers on the offensive side of the ball I just I I hope and and I and I think that we with this new identity with all the changes made 
if it's fourth quarter and it's a close game, I don't think you're going to see them wet the bed. I, I think that, you know, at, at least I'm going to give them the fresh slate. And, and, and I suppose if they do, yeah. then you then you start to worry that some of that stuff is stuck around and maybe it's, you know, the guy up top rather than whatever else was, was kind of, you know, contributing to that last year. But uh, th- this is crazy. I mean, this game is, is huge. And I know we all – Northwestern was bad last year. And, and I understand both teams are 3-9, and nine, but they got yeah. bludgeoned by everybody they played except for Iowa. And, they and they were losses. a different type of 3-9. and nine. Right. They were awful, <laughs> to be quite honest. And, you know, there's all that – the take of, you know, Pat Fitzgerald can turn his team around and, and we've seen it in the past and all that. And, and, I, and yeah. I see that too. Um for what it's worth, he's done that when he's done that in the past. It's been with Mike Hankwitz, his longtime defensive coordinator, first time defensive coordinator last year, Jim O'Neill. Things did not go well, so they're going to need a complete turnaround there. I don't know, you know, sometimes I don't think we look at the assistance enough in that. I just, I, I just think that they're, you know, it's similar to last year. I think if, if last year would have said in week zero, we all kind of put all the pressure in the game, kind of thinking, yeah, they got to win this one because if they lose, I mean, they, they go three and nine. <laughs> it happened. Uh, I think you're kind of thinking of a similar thing this year. We're all, we we all got our optimism. Um, we all, we all, you know, got a fresh start. The Kool Aid is is flowing. But if they, I mean, if you just kind of think, if they lose this game, you know, give me your season win projection. Then it's it, it's it's not pretty. So uh, they need to get off on the right foot, and I think that they're they're prepared to do so. I think in Ireland too. Um, you know, I, I think there's going to be this feeling of like, once the game time hits, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be like peak, <laughs> peak waiting for game time, because you're going to kind of get that feeling of like what we've done this last, this last, you know, half a week or whatever. It's all building for this. This is what we're yeah. here for. Well, like, like Scott Frost has said, and multiple guys have said, um, the entire time has been that they, they need to lock in when when the the lights come on i guess in in dublin so uh once again 402-464-5685 the honda looking hotline the starter Heyman text line. i want to hear from you guys the entire show sandman asked on this on the text line and i was going to get to this either way um he wants to know do we know or care what northwestern's travel plans are are they in ireland already so northwestern i i believe won't get into dublin until wednesday and then they'll go through their normal kind of plans Wednesday and Thursday. And here's the, here, it's really weird. It, f- it feels like when you talk about team preparation, it feels like Nebraska is preparing for this a lot more thorough than Northwestern. Now, I want to be cautious in that because that's not to say that Northwestern's not preparing or not getting ready, right? Um, because Pat Fitzgerald said this er- earlier this week, said something along the lines of even after their game in Dublin on Saturday, they're actually going to stick around in Dublin a little bit longer and have a a dinner in Dublin with about 600 people. And Fitzgerald himself has 60 family members attending the game. 60 family members for with Pat Fitzgerald attending the game in Ireland. Huh. And so... Northwestern, um, it says Northwestern will have a team dinner Wednesday and see a show in Dublin. On Thursday, they will see some sights on a double-decker bus, visit the Guinness Storehouse, and then have dinner there. And then Friday, they have a pep rally planned. Um, And so then Saturday, obviously, they they play the game. So Nebraska's schedule, I can walk you through it. They gave it to us uh, in the media guide. Just their their tentative itinerary. I don't know where their what kind of like cultural things is once again as Scott Frost put it, where they're going to where they're going to go. Um, but Wednesday afternoon practice, we'll talk to coordinators and selected players on Wednesday. Thursday it'll be Coach Frost talking. 
Uh, they'll have they'll practice in the morning on Friday, then have a pep rally starting at 4:30 p.m. Ireland time. So what would that be? Oh gosh, 10:30 a.m. Central time here in Lincoln, and then uh, Saturday it's game day. They uh, play at 11:30 a.m. Central time on Fox. The two broadcasters, if you're interested in that for for Fox Sports, Jason Benetti and Brock Hurd. So. Uh, no Gus Johnson or Joel Clack going to, going to Ireland for him. Let's go back to the hotline before we get a break. Uh, let's go to Chris. Chris, good morning. How's how's your Tuesday going so far? Well, I, I'm headed for the Baldwin shop, Nick. Right. Uh, and good morning, Jake. Good to hear your voice. Uh, welcome to the Insomniac Hour here, <laughs> you guys. I don't know how much of an adjustment that is for you guys. Oh, yeah. We're 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 all going through adjustments right now. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not too bad. We're not flying to another country, so um, we didn't have to sit on a plane for for nine or ten hours over the last two days. There you go, there you go, guys. Now I'm you guys, Jake, Nick. I'm going to throw a little cold water on your uh, game here. You know, of, of course, there's a lot of Nebraska fans looking forward to this game. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, that, the Northwestern fans, too, although I, I hear Northwestern didn't quite have the crowd over there that uh, yeah. not going to have the crowd that Nebraska has, but uh, sounds like Pat, half of them are going to be Pat Fitzgerald. <laughs> I think so. You I know. think so. They're going to have but, about 120 uh, fans. But, but what I, what I want to say, you guys, is, is, you know, a lot of people across the country are probably watching this because it's college football. Exactly. Now, or, or uh, are they as enthused across the country, people that aren't Nebraska fans, as they w- are going to be for, say, Notre Dame at Ohio State next next week? Probably not. You know, let's face it, you guys. This is this is two teams that were three and nine last year. So you know, two teams that are going to try to get back on track. Uh, as far as the game itself goes. Um, you know, I think Nebraska, from what we hear from fall camp, we don't know anything really about this team, only what we what we hear coming out of the camp. Uh, Jake, you, I'm like you. If we can come out, establish the run, you know, beat this team physically like we did last year, I don't expect it to be like it was last year, but I do expect us to win this game. Northwestern is not a great team. They're not even a good team, I don't think. So I think we ought to, Nebraska ought to win this game, take care of business. And, uh, guys, you know, it's it's just a lot of stuff needs to happen this year. I'm a little concerned about our offensive line from what I hear. Uh, but we're going to find out, uh, I, uh, you know, what's going to what's gonna happen here in the next few weeks up to the, this Oklahoma game. Uh, I think a lot of people, guys across the country, are curious because of the position Scott Frost is in. I think that's what a lot of people across the country are, are curious about about Nebraska. But uh, guys, yeah, we're we're just a few days away, and and uh, I hope we can get a win over there. And uh, I'm going to hang up, and we're all listening up here at the Baldwin Shop to you guys. Appreciate it. Say hello to everybody at the Baldwin Shop for us. That's Chris. Thanks, Chris. Um. I'm really fascinated, Bach, about the the entirety. Like like Chris was saying, um, and, and we'll get to kind of concerns of and how what Nebraska needs to do to win this game, right? Because I think there there is a way that we can sit here. Sometimes you you go into a game, and you don't necessarily know what Nebraska is going to have to do to win the game. 
Um, but I, I feel like there's a formula here that we're pretty confident if if Nebraska can execute properly, they're going to walk away with a win out of out of Ireland and come back and then face you know I don't want to say two cakewalks, but two lower level programs in North Dakota and Georgia Southern. And I guess maybe as a fan, if if Nebraska can look encouraging on Saturday, there's going to be Husker fans that pencil in a three and zero start. Oh yeah, there's and, and you can't blame them for that, especially if there's an encouraging performance put out on the field on Saturday. And, and I'm and I'm sure we're going to get the textures of you know you can't just overlook North Dakota and Georgia Southern, and obviously you can't. But those hopefully are you're building off of a game against Northwestern, right? If you think back to last year, and once again this is another parallel, I suppose before we get to break, is Nebraska had an opportunity last year, and they have the same opportunity in front of them this year. To get a to get a week zero win and start off one and zero, and then somewhat build off of that with two easier games in weeks one and two, basically. And now they last year they lose to Illinois, and it really number one it was deflating right out of the gate, just absolutely deflating and demoralizing for for as for your for, for your program for your fan base as well. Yeah, just absolutely deflating and, and demoralizing. And so now this year, you kind of sit here and go. Let's not have that feeling again and actually be able to build off of a week zero game rather than last year you lose to Illinois and you sit there and go, well, what kind of team do we have right now? A team that that tosses the ball out of the end zone on a punt return for a safety, a team that missed two PATs from the, the Big Ten kicker, the reigning Big Ten <laughs> kicker of the year, and, and, a, and a quarterback in his fourth year starting for Nebraska who fumbled the ball and they returned it for a touchdown. Like that, that was what we were saying after the game and saying, all right, now we look at the next two games as what can you really learn from your team in the next two games? Like we went into that Oklahoma game in week three in Norman going, what kind of team do we have? What is yeah. our team? You you don't want that this year. You, you, you can't afford that this year. You got to have it where we're coming out of the, the Northwestern game here in week zero saying Nebraska dominated in all facets of the game, just like they should have, just like they were supposed to. Did out come out, do their job, be disciplined, and then now you can't learn a lot from North Dakota and Georgia Southern, but a three and zero looks a lot better than two and one. Well, and I, I think you can you can see some things there, right? I mean, even like I always go back to that Buffalo game um, where maybe it was a sign of things to come. They couldn't they, they were tripping over their own feet in that game. They should have won that game fifty six to three. Yeah, they only put like twenty eight on the board. Um, so I think you could learn some st- stuff there while still getting the the victory, and I think that's kind of what you're going to see this year. And, and, and like you said, you know the players on the team can't look at it this way, but if, if you're a Nebraska fan and you're giving serious contemplation to Nebraska losing to Georgia Southern or North Dakota, then what are we even doing? I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, certainly, I mean it can't. You, you would hope that Nebraska's program hasn't fallen that far. No, to where and and you're, you're not because once again. Like here's the thing, as brutal as it might be to say and to to admit, if if we're at that point, if we ever find ourselves at that point, it's not a talent thing, that's a coaching yeah, thing. Yeah. Because when, when you're playing those teams like North Dakota and Georgia Southern, there's no it, the talent gap is, is huge in favor of Nebraska. So in that situation, it's a coaching thing. Yeah, and, and that that could really open up some eyes if Nebraska struggles against any of those teams. Well, and, it, and it's it's going to somewhat set up, you know, this this week. I mean, it's the start of of another year where I think it's going to be pretty tense. Remember last year, all the losses, all the close losses, every week felt like 
Trev yeah. could come out on Monday. You exactly. Know? That, that's what it feels like. And I think you might kind of get that feeling again this year. Um, obviously, the Northwestern loss would, would get things kind of feeling that way if they did lose that game. If they win, you know, you're, you're still kind of going into each week going, well, if they lose this week, then, you know. And, and so I, I don't know if, if how tense it's going to get. But, man, last year was a ride like that. It was, it was crazy. It was freaky. And, yeah. and, and just, I mean, a little bit of programming. You know, Bach and I will be taking care of the, the Husker after-party post-game show, the call-in show for an hour and a half following every single game. So I hope you guys can join us, first of all. But second of all, I don't want to be sitting here on Saturday afternoon going, all right, Nebraska's 0-1. Now what are we going to learn from North Dakota and Georgia Southern? And don't forget, because we're going to have to mention it if, if this is the case, don't forget, Scott Frost buyout cuts in half after week oh, yeah. six. Like that's that's going to be the conversation, and they, they and then the sellout streak. I mean, no yeah. breath, there's just no breathing room right now. And yeah. so, um, as everybody knows, once again, four zero two four six four five six eight five. Let's do a little bit of a not necessarily a roll call, but when we come back, let's let's kind of dive into what Nebraska's game plan needs to look like. Right? We always just preface it with they need to establish the run. They need to they need to be not run heavy necessarily. But rely on the run. So, on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being bad, 10 being good, send in a text, how confident are you that Nebraska is going to be able to come out and execute a game plan? With a new offense, new staff, 1, you're not confident, 10, you're very confident and you know what's going to happen and they're going to run away with this one. Send in a text. We'll get to all those coming up after the break. You're listening to Early Break on the Ticket. Nick Sandard and Jake Bachoven in for uh, Sorensen and Sipple, who are across the pond. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 